This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Quoting Hal Steinbrenner talking to the Associated Press. We'll learn a lot in September and we'll learn a lot in the spring. That's why I didn't want to trade these guys away at the trade deadline. We've traded away too many guys the last few years, so I think it will be exciting. The problem is not who you've traded away as much as it is who you have gotten back. At no point there did I say any, uh, did I hear, we're going to have some very frank conversations with each other. Very frank. (laughs) Here's the problem. It it really almost doesn't matter what he says because we don't, I I don't believe him anyway. I, Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't think anything is going to change. This is ESPN New York Tonight. With Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Oh, we got lots to do on this Wednesday evening or Thursday evening, whatever day it is. On 98.7 ESPN. This shows you that the people in the studio oh, behind the controls, they're just, they're actively working against you. Here you are, Larry, having a rough day. Yep. Shaving incident. Looking for somebody to kind of pick you up rather than tear you yeah. down. Yep. Uh Oh, Larry made a mistake. Go back. Go, go get that. Go get that. Larry. Larry screwed something up. <laughs> See? See? That's them. That's They're them like the you. two guys on the Muppets that sit up in the balcony. <laughs> yeah. yep. We're their age, but they're, that's, the, that's who Harvey and Joe are. They're Unbelievable. Hurtful. Oh, it's devastating, Gordon. It's devastating. You would think, you know, that they wouldn't act like other shows you know what i'm saying you would think we'd like to all get along here you know but this 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 will be uh we'll file this away gordon you know how you file things away mm-hmm. you know oh we'll don't worry <laughs> don't worry larry i know we'll file it away hour number two thursday night edition of the show thanks for joining us Hard to stay in Damon for Grasa at 1-800-919-3776 the confusion is gordon we're working tomorrow normally we don't work on fridays I know. So I found that out schedule. just before the show tonight. I'm like, oh, wow, we're working tomorrow, too. Yeah, oh, look at noon that. to three. Not even the same time. Noon <laughs> to three. In fact, I'm glad I opened my email. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> people would have been texting me at 12.05 saying, where are you? Oh. You know, so it's just, you know, these. it's vacation time. So, you know, these things it happen. You know, you, it is you, still you know, vacation you, time. It doesn't you know, feel that way, but it doesn't. Uh, but, it is. Uh, yeah, you know, you moved around like everybody's on the getting, chessboard. Everybody's getting them in. They're trying to get them in. Because, get them in when you can. Yeah, because when that door shuts, you can't get them. Exactly. You cannot get them at all. We're chatting about in the first hour. We'll continue over here before we turn our attention to the National Football League. And both local football general managers spoke today. It's funny. I'm looking at the rundown, Gordon, and there's like, and and I will exaggerate to prove my point. There's like three pages of comments from Joe Douglas and one line from Joe Shane. <laughs> And that is exactly the way Joe Shane probably would want it. If you ask Joe Shane, hey, how many lines do you want on the run that Joe Shane, eh, one is fine. Yeah, one, maybe. Not even a full one. Give me a half one. Talk <laughs> is cheap. Show me the results. You know, but, you know, Joe Douglas, obviously, because of the situation the Jets are in, there's a lot expected. So he's got a lot of explaining to do. I wonder how many of these talk about the offensive line. I'm sure maybe one or two. We'll have some comments about that. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Right now, we'll continue our conversation on the Mets and Yankees. Uh, as you notice from the rejoin, how Steinbrenner spoke to the Associated Press today, said that he is looking forward to these last six weeks to see how the young players are going. And it would 
Gordon, before we get to the calls, it would lead us to believe that Cashman wanted to move them and he didn't want him to move the young players. Wouldn't you get that inference from what he said, that we've traded away too many young players before and I didn't want to trade any more at this point? I can see how you would think that. It, it made me think that Brian told him, no, we don't want to move these guys. And, and mm-hmm. I think with every organization, you have, you have minor leaguers, but you have certain guys that you really look at and you scout it and you feel like these guys are going to be real difference makers. And these guys, they're good too, but we can replace these kind of guys. Right, right. Uh, and, and Jason Dominguez certainly is one that we've heard a lot about. Lots. Much like Volpe before he came up the Martian, all these type of things. So it will be interesting to see him on the major league level. It will be. Matthew's in Lancaster. Matthew, you're next on 98.7. Yo, what's up, Larry? I got two points to make, all right? Go. Okay. All right, yeah, so go my, ahead. My, my, my <laughs> the floor first is yours. Is that, yeah, my first point is we got we to gotta get judged. He's got to get set. We can't play him. We're gonna, it's risking way too much injury. Get the young guys in, and we'll get ready for next year. Number two is we got to get rid of Cole in this offseason. Armand is our guy. I mean, what? All right. All right, let's move go. on. There let's go. move on. We'll go. Sant- Santiago's in Jersey. Santiago, you're next on 98.7. Guys, thank you for taking my call. Uh, you guys are very good at your not, you know, knowledge of the Yankees, but I don't think it's going to take a lot of time because think about it. We need a catcher. That kid that's coming up, I saw him in Somerset. He's a good player. I've been playing baseball all my life. I coach. I'm not saying I'm the greatest, but I think I do a dang good job, and I know how to uh, see talent. That's number one. Number two, we already have a shortstop. We have judge, and we have pitching. I don't know where you're getting all these things that we don't have no pitching because I don't like Rondon, but we have him already. So I don't like – I don't know if Cashman is going to be able to get a left fielder in in a second baseman because I don't think Torres is going to be on. It's not going to be on the team in the first baseman. But hey, if he can, if Cashman is not able to do that, then wow. Then I don't know all these nonsense about he getting a job somewhere else. I don't understand it. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't see it that he has to take years to fix this uh, problem. Well, we're looking at it this way. We're looking at it this way, Santiago, and thanks for the phone call. Just right now, at minimum, Santiago, at minimum, and let's say that, you know, the kid at at catcher doesn't even come up. All right, let's move him aside for a second. At minimum, you need a left fielder, you need a center fielder, Mm -hmm. and you need a third baseman. At minimum. Okay, minimum. You have... Stanton, who's you have Stanton and Judge and Cole and Rizzo who are taking up Gordon almost forty five to fifty percent of your payroll. Yeah. Judge is at twenty one percent of payroll, Cole is at nineteen percent, Stanton's at almost seventeen percent. Uh Rodon is almost at fifteen percent. Rizzo's almost at nine percent. LeBayhu is uh, almost at eight percent. That's 60% of your payroll. Now, I'm not, as we said before, I'm not good at math, but that feels like a big percentage of the payroll right there is going to be sunk into that. And again, the problem is, and why the Yankees can't turn this around quickly, is they can't fix all these problems through free agency. 
So if you can't fix all these problems through free agency, the other two avenues would be trades and, mm-hmm. and, and your own minor leaguers. Well, you, which is it? Are you, are you going to bring up all the kids? Are you going to trade some of the kids and bring up some of the kids? The Yankees don't have a real great track record of developing their own players here the yeah. last few years either. Yep, yep. It's an issue. And I get really, for them, it can be done, Santiago. We're not saying it can't be done. But when you look at the payroll constrictions, constrictions that you have, it's going to take a minute. So at, at worst, at worst, you have to do at least those, those four positions, Gordon. You have to improve those four. That will buy you some time. I would think at least you would be, if you were able to really successfully improve those four positions, third base, left field, center field, and catcher. All right, we'll put the catcher in. Is that all? If, that's it. If, Uh okay, then if you're successfully able to improve those positions, Gordon, you are at least in the conversation for a wild card spot. Okay, you're in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then now you still have to improve the other areas that that, that need help. And we're talking about the pitching. I mean, Severino coming back? That, I don't no, think I so. I can't imagine. No, okay. I don't think so. Uh, is Cortez, you're hoping he comes back? But he's he's going to be, uh, I mean, he's an arbitration eligible player. I don't know if he's going to get a raise based on the injuries of this year, but there are guys who will probably get raises. So that takes up more of your payroll. Exactly. Rodon, you're hoping that this is just one of those years and he can come back and give you. And at God, least you hope so. Live out the contract. Mm-hmm. Montage, you're getting rid of. Thank God you won't have to see him. But but he had a place on in the rotation. Okay, you look in the bullpen. I mean, Gordon, are you going to bring Canely back? I mean, I don't, I don't know. He is signed for next year. Okay, so, you know, you hope. Maybe you can you- move him. He's making $5 million, almost uh, $5.7 million. So yeah. maybe the Yankees feel like, okay, we can take that money, trade him away for something, yes. take that money and, and split it up and, and, and a couple of variety, get a cheaper alternative in the exactly. bullpen, maybe take some of that money and, and, and use it to fill one of the other holes. And very quietly, uh, do you have a closer? Well, he, I think, is arbitration eligible for next year in um, Clay Holmes, I yes. think. I don't think he's a free agent next year. Maybe I, I, I'll check that. Mm-hmm. Um, is LeWise a good closer now? I mean, Holmes I, I is... Would, yeah, if, if, if they don't have Clay Holmes, I don't think that that's a huge, huge loss because they have been... Mm-hmm. Again, it's a loss, but... No, They've so, been no, so good like, at developing other guys. It certainly seems like Lewisaga could fill in that role if they needed Hamilton to. Hamilton looks good, too, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's looked pretty good. They do a good job with that aspect, generally. They do. They do. If only the other aspects of the team were as... If they were as successful. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, let's be honest, you need to find somebody that's going to give you some depth because Stanton's going to get hurt, Gordon. He's going to miss a bunch of games. You need somebody that's going to give you production in that lineup when he's sitting. You do. You know he's going to miss games. I'm not trying to put any voodoo on him or anything like that, but that's he a misses games. Bet. Yes, that's a pretty uh, – I don't think that uh, FanDuel <laughs> is going to be giving you great odds <laughs> on the chances of Giancarlo uh, missing some time. Exactly. So, you know, there's, there's things that you have to do with this team. So, you know, Santiago, that's how we're looking at it. And, you know, maybe Wells, as you said, is going to be great. You know, he might be. He might be. But, you know, he might not be. <laughs> so, you you know, there's no sure bets, Gordon. No. 
And and if he was going to hit the ground running, it'd just be awesome right off. If it was such a foregone conclusion, why'd you wait this long? Exactly. They, they've needed a catcher who can actually hit here for a while. About two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About two years. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I love this song, Gordon. Come on, Brad, we can sing along here. It's mm-hmm. the best part. Now record that. It's ESPN New York Tonight on 98.7 ESPN. How you like that? 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, I'm telling you, this I have I have there was a poll that I saw today that Harvey sent me, Gordon. I was shocked. Really? I was shocked. I'll share it with you in a couple of minutes. Gordon, it is it is as far fetched as you could possibly think. And we were just discussing. Can I have? Can I have an area that it has to do? Is, is, is it a sports-related poll? It is a sports-related poll. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it is a. It is a sports-related poll in the National Football League. Oh, all right. I'll look yeah. forward to that. Yeah. It's. 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 <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Tommy's in Long Island. What's up, Tommy? How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm all right. Well, you know, I've been, you know, you, you're not going to believe I'm a Cowboy fan, but I'm a Jet fan. But I'm a Cowboy fan since I was five years old. Now, I want to ask. Wait uh, a second. Which one are you? You're a Jet fan and a Cowboys fan? Oh, yeah. Can you believe it? No. 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 Well, no. It, I'm, look, I'm 62 years old, right? Okay. Now, when I was younger, the Jets, S-U-C, you know what I mean. And uh, I, I I was five years old. I played in peewee football, and I I was at Dallas. I just saw him my first helmet. So I became a fan with Tom Landry and, and all the boys and Roger Strawback, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I was, oh, when it just came, you know, name it, in 69, I had a teacher, right? She goes, she dated, name, name it, and my fourth grade teacher dated Oh, name, you can't believe it. Well, yeah, I can believe it. Okay. Sure. Got you. Okay. Um, I don't think you're going to have two teams. No. That's that, that's a little And I get it. He, he had one the of them star on go. his helmet when he was in Pop Warner or whatever it was called. Yeah. One of them has to go. If you Right, exactly. Yeah. You can change teams. When you're a little kid and you don't really know what's going on, you can change teams. Absolutely. It's okay. You can change. But this that was a not bit, a good change that he made there. Both of them were bad choices. The, the, well, the star was good early. Yeah. Has not and, won and, well And the late. star has come, came around again in the 90s. Yeah, it did. Ha- hasn't done much lately. No. More than but the But I got to be honest with you. It, yeah. If I was in his position, I'm just being fair. And you have a chance to make a decision. Once you hit the 90s, I would have stuck with Dallas and dumped the Jets. And those 90 da- – I, look, I don't like Dallas. I don't but either. if you had been a fan of those Jimmy Johnson te- – that was a fun team to yeah. root for if you wanted to get on a bandwagon, right? Absolutely. How about them Cowboys and yeah. Emmett Smith? And they, they were, were always like, in the news. They were, they were almost <laughs> like America's team of football for a little while. They That's were the right. national team. I mean, they were they everywhere. Were. A lot of they Super were. Bowls, a lot of play. Went from really bad. And it's amazing 
how their success on a very fast trajectory mm-hmm. has almost completely uh, made us reevaluate things. Because now, but not that they were tanking, but now everyone kind of looks as them as the role model from the because they were really bad, and then mm-hmm. they all of a sudden got all these draft picks and turned it around right away and, yep. and had success and and not just success, won Super Bowls as a result. That's right. It feels like a lot of people are like, well, if we're going to be bad, let's 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 get really bad. Let's get a bunch of draft picks. I don't think that everybody anybody was really looking at building a team like that before the Cowboys. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And they did it, you know, with Landry, who had been there forever. Uh-huh. And then, you know, they made the transition once Jerry Jones came in and they unceremoniously booted Tom Landry out and brought in Jimmy Johnson, who was, you know, a heck of a college football coach. Mm-hmm. And he brought that, you know, that same rah-rah stuff there with the guys, let, let the guys do what they want to do, Gordon. And he had, you know, he got some late-night phone calls like he was still a college football coach. <laughs> To help all, out some of the pros. It all works, though, when you're winning. <laughs> it, it, there's, there's no wrong way to do it. And, there's and no nothing wrong way can show it. you how small a person Jerry Jones really is by not just burying the hatchet with Jimmy Johnson That's right. and giving the dude the respect that he res- – because we all know. We, we, we've, we've gotten to see it now, right? Yeah. You've been, yeah. How long have they had been running things without Jimmy Johnson mm-hmm. and how much success have they had without Jimmy Johnson? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Jason Garrett didn't help him either. No, no, <laughs> they, they, they've been they've been yeah. running in place for a while. They've been struggling. They've been struggling. Richardson, Manhattan. Hey, Richard. Gordon, you can't be too bad in math. You you, you like to gamble in math. Money, gambling is <laughs> yeah, I'm not good at it though. <laughs> if if I were good at math, I'd probably stop. Odds. That's all numbers, though. It's, you know, so you can't yeah. be that bad. Hey, listen, 54, 54 years, they haven't won the Super Bowl, the Jets. But that isn't the most incredible statistic. No, it's 53 years. 53 years is the merger. Do you know how many times they've won the AFC East in 53 years? Just take a guess. Five. 53 years since the merger, since 1970 when they played their first game on Monday night. How many times has the New, have the New York Jets won the AFC East? I would this, say is gonna, this is more incredible than not winning the Super Bowl since 69. So what do you think it is? How many, Gordon, Larry? I went with five. I went with two. Two. You're right, Larry. Wow. It's, it's only two? In two times. Three years. 98. In 98 with Parcells and... Uh, uh, 2002, I guess, uh, I forgot who the coach was, but I know Pennington must have been there in 2002. Mm-hmm. That anyway, that's incredible. Two t- you know, Indianapolis Colts, Colts have won it six times, the AFC East. Yeah. They've won it three times more than the Jets, well, and they haven't been the AFC East since 2001. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a great statistic, Richard. It's unbelievable, unbelievable how bad the Jets and how pitiful they've been. Listen, guys, don't laugh at this, but tell me what you think. Do you think the Jets are drawing up some package plays for Zach, like fourth and one rollout or on a fake punt or lining them up with Rodgers? I mean, there's got to be some way they can use his athleticism, no? Or you don't think there's any way he'd get in? I don't think so. In a word, Richard, 
You nope. think he's that distrustful? You, you can't trust him at all? Why would you put it? Why would you? For yeah, what? He, he's not the answer long term. the play term. that he made in the exhibition game. I know, I mean, but he's not the answer long term. That was term. Barry Sanders, Gale Sayers like. Uh, yeah, he, There's no way you'd want to get him. I would not be. I'm not trusting him with anything. I'm sorry. No, Rich, Seems like I, a nice kid, so. but uh, we're moving on. Yeah. I tried not to. He asked me not to, but I did have a smile on my I didn't laugh. But I did have a smile on my he face. He had a great – that was a great stat, though. It was outstanding. It was I can't get old. They didn't win twice. the division with Mangini or anything? No, they did not. I thought no. one of the years they won with Mangini. I don't think they did. Wow, that's crazy. I don't think so. Because they couldn't beat New England. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> New England's been so good for so long. You, can't, you couldn't beat New England. That's why they didn't win the division. They were in the way. Gordon, when we return, I'm going to give you the results of a poll, kind of a poll, a prediction. Okay. That's going to I, – I, I, I'm just going to sit here and watch the expression on your face. That's all I'm going to do when I tell you this poll and give you the answer. And Harvey and Joe, I want you to – I'm not even going to do this. I want you to come on the air – and actually describe Gordon's face. Because I'm not going to be able to do it justice when I tell him this. I'll explain that to you what that is next on 98.7 ESPN. Wait uh, a second. Which one are you? You're a Jet fan and a Cowboys fan? Oh, yeah. Can you believe it? No. No. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Mangini. <laughs> He's here to lend a hand. Classic stuff. The youngest coach in all the land. A little bit more, please. Mancini. He doesn't talk as much as him. Hello. This is the best part, Gordon. Mancini. My favorite line. He's not a genie, he's a man. (laughs) Mancini. In terms of our station, that is our stairway to heaven. Is that? <laughs> that is sensational. It was outstanding. It was outstanding. It really was. It really, really was. Hardesty and Damer on ESPN New York tonight. That, of course, written and voiced by the legendary Joy Salvia, who was uh, the original producer of the Michael K. Show. And Eric Mangini, of course, as... You know, Robert Salad does on the K show, and we'll do this year. Every week they spoke to Eric Mangini about the game, the previous game, and looking forward to this, to the game. And, you know, he was, uh, because he was a Bill Belichick disciple, Gordon, he gave you nothing. Not a whole lot. <laughs> he gave you nothing. Not a, that was not money well spent. Let's put <laughs> no, it that way. It was not. <laughs> I'll give you a story, Gordon, because I happened to cover him. Lucky me. Uh, there was a player, he was a linebacker. Uh, he got hurt, and he has knee surgery, Gordon. Okay. And he, Mangini was asked, was it the left knee or the right knee? And he said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to t- it doesn't want to tip his hand. He wants to keep me guessing. Oh, cameo on The Sopranos. He was successful. Yeah. Cameo on The Sopranos. The man genius. That's it. That's it. And then 
Brett Favre came in, and that was the beginning of the end for Mangini. The beginning of the end. After that, you know, he just... Uh, he just... Gordon, and, and I always say this, and I will give him credit for this. He took me through a new line of thinking and looking at football, just attending his press, press conferences every week. Because how he would break down the team for you, Gordon, he broke it down like you were like you were sitting next to him watching video. It's like, this is what I saw. They do a great job doing this. They have this person does this coming off the ball. They do this, they do that. He would he broke it down as simplistic as you could make it. And he was just he was amazing. And uh, he had these, you know, different things. He would bring like Teddy Atlas in to work with linemen to help them about, you know, the short punching when they're trying to, you know, release and blocking technique and stuff like that. You know, he he was he was a he was a good coach fundamentally, but the people skills are the things that got him. The people skills are what hurt him. And ultimately, the team stopped listening to him, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, uh, Woody Johnson had to let him go. But he yeah, was. I he mean, was in terms else. of, I was just looking back at his record. Um, in terms of his record, he was not. I mean, the Great. Jets have, have done worse. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, he won ten games the first year. They had a down year the following year, and then the third year they went nine and seven. That was two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he loses the job there. Goes yep. to Cleveland and has a tough time. Two five and eleven years, and then that was yeah. it. That was it for him. And then he was a coordinator, I think, for the Niners. I think he did a coordinator for the Niners for a minute. Then he worked mm-hmm. with us for a while, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but see, the thing what he did, I remember reading uh, an article from the from a Cleveland reporter who said when when he came in, there was a wall or something that had a number of different signatures or stuff on it from former players. And I think I remember reading the first thing he did was painted over that wall. Oh, that, my that's God. in the past. Oh. That's in the past. We're oh moving on. God. We're doing the this nonsense you know. that these guys focus on. You know, sometimes. so so that was that didn't help him. That did not help him. Uh, before I get to pay off my tees, I have yeah. to a couple of other things. Okay. Um, Buddha has weighed in on X. OK. And he has said that. To tell Freddie Coleman, our colleague. Mm hmm that uh, he also is a Cowboy and okay, Jet fan. Well. I have to talk to Freddie. It's a bad job out of him. It's a bad yeah. job. Come on. Choose one. Pick one. You, you got to pick one. You get one team. One, one team of sport. You know, now, not, look. Not you, one in these I will say this. As a Jet fan, you can enjoy the Cowboys when they beat the Giants because you like to see your Giant yes. fan friends in misery. Yes. That's okay. Exactly. But exactly. you can't say you're a fan of both no, teams. No, no, no. Can't, do, can't do it. You don't get one in each conference. No. For the same Trust point. me. I wish I could have a team in the other conference. <laughs> I'm begging for a team. I'm begging for another league. Something. Also, remember, Gory, we were chatting last night about other viewing opportunities. Now that the baseball is bad. You know, trying to get through sure. the football season starts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Catherine weighed in. She called in. Gave me a suggestion. Um, at M underscore fresh. With two H's. Agree with me that the night watchman, the night agent, is definitely good. He also told me I should check out Jack Ryan on Prime. Okay. I, I watched a little bit of it. I felt like the Jack Ryan, they, they uh, he's a little too wishy-washy. I didn't yeah. like him. Okay. I didn't like him. All right. A little too wimpy for me. I want to, I I you. you know. I got it. I got it. You, Up in you your face kind of Jack Ryan, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't... I, 
they changed the actor, so I wasn't. You know, they did, and I don't know if that was the right move. But I have to see. It. To be fair, I need to watch it so I can, you know, judge. It's honestly. a big commitment because by the time you it find is. out about these shows, there's three seasons. Do you I want? Know. Am I, I going to sit through three seasons of this? To, Probably to, not. Right, that's the thing. They got one season to impress me. Yeah. After that, I'm done. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm moving. And on. it's never been harder to keep people's attentions. No, absolutely not. Because you, you got better your hurry phone up sitting right there. You got your iPad yeah, sitting right there. I got options. Exactly. I got options. You know, I can go back and rewatch something I know I'm going to like. Exactly. And just enjoy it that again. That happens a lot too. Sure. You know, I don't have to. You know, I can go back. It's okay because you know what? When you go back, you find out you missed something. Oh, absolutely. So, Gordon, NFL.com has mm-hmm. put out a season predictions article. Okay. Who's going to win MVP? Who's going to win All Defensive right. Player of the Year? Everything like that. Okay. Okay. So, uh, most valuable player, their pick is Patrick Mahomes. Seems okay. like a safe pick. He got 14 first place votes. Joe Burrow finishes number now, two. Now, is this people within the NFL or is this people within NFL Network that they're voting This on? is people, I believe, on the NFL Network staff. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. He's NFL Network people. Sure. Okay. Offensive player of the year. This was a little interesting to me. Okay. They chose Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Uh, Jamar Chase finishes second. Justin Jefferson finishes third. Okay. Uh, all right. All seem like reasonable. Yes. Picks, yes. okay. I'll skip. I'll skip a couple. I'll come back to them. Comeback player of the year, and I think it's it's it's. I understand why, and I'm I'm rooting for this. They chose Demar Hamlin of Buffalo. It would seem like he is the overwhelming, yes, favorite, and uh, he got 22 votes. Calvin Ridley finished second. All right, here we go. Harvey, you ready? Joe, you ready? Turn on your mics. Gordon, for Coach of the Year, number three, Dan Campbell, number two, Mike Tomlin, number one, Robert Sala. (laughs) I would say that if it all fires, like the algorithm expects, how could he not? If the Jets, we, we just had a call from Richard. Mm-hmm. Where the Jets have won the division twice since they won years. the Super Bowl. Yeah. If they go out this year and win, say, 13 games, mm-hmm. and they are they win the division mm-hmm. and they are competing for that number one seed, mm-hmm. I would think that he has a very strong case. Okay. It just it just depends on how confident are you that the Jets are going to go out there and win 13 games and mm-hmm. win the AFC. You have to win the division first to even be considered. Right. I don't know former coaches of the year, but this this Jet team, this mm-hmm. is not the team that can go 9 and 8 and have the coach be, "Wow, what a great job he's doing." That has to be if Arizona goes 9-8 and eight this year, mm-hmm. their coach then gets to be considered coach of the year because nobody thinks – they think everybody – it looks like they're tanking. So this is not Brian Dayball last year. No. That's this is not Brian, not Brian Dayball. Dayball last year. Right. That's a good example. Brian Dayball last year, nobody mm-hmm. was expecting the Giants to go to the playoffs, never mind right. win a playoff game. So mm-hmm. that – you can be that team. Okay. The Jets, if, if Robert Sala is going to be the coach of the year, mm-hmm. they not only have to win the AFC East, they have mm-hmm. to be in the mix – for mm-hmm. that number one overall seed. Okay. Harvey, 
uh, describe Gordon's facial expression when I gave the news of Robert. Now we know he laughed, but 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 well, he chuckled. He didn't laugh. He chuckled. So describe his facial expression for the audience who's watching on uh, on the app. Oh, he was grinning from ear to ear. I know, like a big old belly laugh. Now, Joe Leo is a Jet fan. Give me your description of Gordon's face, and then tell me what you think about them picking Robert Sala number one. Well, I would agree with Harvey here, where it was grinning ear to ear. I thought personally that he would have more of a belly laugh than he did. Mm -hmm. And in terms of picking him number one, like I told you in the break, it's I think Sala is the first coach ever to have favorable odds for coach of the year and first coach fired. Because if things go awry, you can't get him out of town fast enough. But see, here's the thing. I think the Jets are going to be really good. Mm -hmm. I have them I have them winning the division. I have them competing against the, the top teams in the AFC this year. Not mm -hmm. AFC East, AFC this year. Right. And just to give you an idea, Brian Dable wins it last year, 9-7-1. and one. The last coach to win Coach of the Year with less than double-digit wins was Jimmy Johnson in 1990. Wow. So that's a long time since somebody time. Uh, won it with not 10, 11, 12 wins. Uh, see, I think the Jets are going to be really good, so I don't think it's outlandish. Now, would it be my first pick? Probably not. It would mm -hmm. probably be Andy Reid or, or uh, uh, Sirianni with the Eagle or something mm -hmm. like that. A mm -hmm. team that it seems like are locked in to have a really big season. Right. So once again, like I said, Salah was number one. Mike Tomlin, number two. Okay. Dan Campbell, number three. Matt LaFleur and Doug Peterson were tied for fourth. So okay. there. And then uh, Mike McDaniel, your coach, tied for mm -hmm. sixth with Arthur Smith and Brandon Staley. Okay. And uh, Sean Payton is is tied for one of uh, five players, six players tied for ninth um, uh, with uh, Matt Eberflus, uh -huh. Sean Payton, Ron Rivera, D'Amico Ryans, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan tied for ninth. And Zach Taylor. Dan Campbell's an interesting one. He is. Because they the NFC North I don't think is going to be very good. They are expected to be very good. And is it possible that they could finally go out there and have a really good year and win 11 games and win a division? Because the Lions have been so bad for so long, I think yeah. that that would be a team that would immediately jump to mind as a team that could very well have the coach of the year. I agree. I agree with that. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, we'll hear from Joe Douglas and NFL.com's choice for possible coach of the year. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. You can't be too bad in math. You, you, you like to gamble. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Aaron's a teammate, and that's the way I look at it. Coaches and players are teammates first. And there's a level of respect and communication in terms of how we get things done. But I always want that open communication. I'll always defer to the defense in terms of, all right, there's a really interesting concept that we need to defend. You want their voice. You want their input. You want them to challenge the way you're doing things because they're the ones that are getting the bullet 
ones shot. They're the ones in the locker room that understand little things that may be in your blind spot. So you want them to have the freedom to come and speak to you openly about things that they have concern over. So when you have guys who do it the right way, guys like C.J. Mosley, Quinn and Williams, Aaron, Dwayne Brown, you want them to come in and have the freedom to be able to express what they feel and speak on behalf of the team. So I don't look at it like I coach, you play, shut the F up. It's more, you're my teammate, we're teammates, we can do this together. And I'm speaking to the roster on that one. Robert Sala. On his relationship with Aaron Rodgers and some of the other veterans on the Jets, it's Hardesty and Damer until 10. This is Big Daddy Ty Butler here on 98.7 ESPN. Going to have one more for you before we go back to the phone. So I sure. get your thoughts on what he had to say. I mentioned to you earlier about the uh, Offensive Player of the Year, going back to the NFL.com uh-huh. season predictions article. And I told you number one was Christian McCaffrey. Number two, Jamar Chase. Number three, Justin Jefferson. Number four, somebody you're familiar with, the Cheetah, Tariq Hill. Okay. There are four players tied at number five. Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, and Garrett Wilson. Wow. Okay. Number nine, there are two, four, six. uh, As I try to count, you know, I'm not good at math either. There are six guys tied for number nine. Okay. Joe Burrow, this is once again Offensive Player of the Year, Derrick Henry, Lamar Jackson, Travis Kelsey, Chris Olave, and Tua Tagovailoa. Wow. If Tua could ever stay healthy, at least we'd be able to find out. But, I mean, how could you – what's the over-under on the amount of games the guy's going to play this year? He is plus 4,500 for getting the uh, – Offensive player of the year. Well, look, it would be a sensational story. Uh, I, I would be ecstatic if that's be a the great case. bet, too. Oh, it would be sensational. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to bet it. Yeah, that would be, you know. Boy, that, that, would, that would substantially enhance the Damer FanDuel account. Yeah. I mean, it's so, it's, so, it's so tasty. It's so juicy. Calvin Ridley's thinking about jumping. <laughs> then, whoa. Hey, hey. Mm. Not bad. I could use a couple of bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I've sat out all last year as a result. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm not betting on that. Well, no. At least not not in my name. No. I'll, I'll name. give somebody else some money to bet exactly. it, but I'm not going to do it. Joe Schmo is putting <laughs> some money on that. That's right. Bull is in the Bronx. Hey, Bull, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on? Rob Silas talking again, huh? Well, I mean, it's media availability. It's not like he's just, he's not calling the press conference on his own. He's not like, hey, guys, no, come around. Thing, I'm just saying the things that he's saying. So now we're all teammates. I mean, did Zach Wilson get that memo last year? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change his name to Simba because he's a Lion King. I'm telling you, good God, man. Sometimes people want him to say to me, just shut up, bro. Like, the more you talk, the sillier you sound. You know? This thing this thing better work out. I'm telling you, Will. It, I mean, it has to. It has to work out. Uh, 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 he's going to be, whoo, it's not going to be good, man. 11-6, please, guys. You know, 11-6, please. You know, um, I got to apologize, though, about something. Okay. Uh, you know, when, you, when I sent you guys the X, the tweet, whatever they call it, about yes. Freddie Coleman, and uh, yes. you know, I said it was fraudulent yes. that he was a Jets and a Cowboys fan. I, I 
I didn't know the criteria that you guys had that under when you were talking about the um, you can't have one team in one conference. Uh, now, full disclosure, I have to admit that I do do that. You know, obviously the Jets are my first team, but forever and a day in the NFC, I've always rooted for the Eagles. You know, uh, specifically because they will go up against the Giants. And then See, also, that's, like, that, they were that, that's kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like, you can oh, you okay. can enjoy right. another team. I, are you rooting for another? Let me ask you this. Do you have any Eagles jerseys? Oh, back in the days, definitely I did. I had a Carmichael. I had a, um, I had a McNabb. I had a Vic. Uh, who else did you I have? You have a Randall Cunningham? Uh, yeah, I had a Cunningham, yeah. absolutely. Definitely. That's what I'm trying to think. I remember there was a few other guys, though. I think I had, um, what was the guy from Notre Dame, the cornerback, Bobby Taylor? Yeah, I have, I had his as well. I mean, listen, wow. man, you know, it's tough sledding being a Jets fan at certain points. And it's not mm-hmm. like I'll root for the Eagles against the Jets. I mean, come on, man. Like, I was getting tired, man, of, like, Bill Parcells. <laughs> and this is when you were a kid. All the time. Well, I mean, I was a teenager, but, you know, Bill Parcells, I mean, the Giants. First of all, you know, I'm an AFC guy, number one. But in the NFC, there were only a couple of teams that, you know, I like to air it out. That threw the football. So it was either the Niners. I mean, I love Montana as a player, but I wouldn't say I was a Niners fan. And then the Eagles, they used to throw the ball a lot, you know, so. That that kind of was, you know. Then obviously, man, like they were one of the teams that always had like a black quarterback. So you know, I always rooted for them, man. You know, yeah. And my father liked the Giants, so I, I couldn't, you know. You know, like you said with your father, Gordon. Yeah. Want to be the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, my father liked the Giants. He liked Joe Morris. I, I couldn't stand them. You know, like honestly, I, <laughs> I hated the I hated the way they played football. I respected them, but I hated the way they played football. I mean, look, Bill Parcells came to the, to the Jets. He did his thing. He resurrected the franchise and passed that on to, like, three different coaches. He, he made them totally legitimate. So I don't really have anything against him. But I, I just – I really didn't like the Giants. But, you know, that stuff y'all were talking about with the coaches, about which coach would be, you know, the MVP candidates. I mean, I think, honestly, there's really only about three guys you can hang your hat on and then maybe one another guy can, can add on to it like Dave O did last year. But it's got to be Andy Reid. It's got to be um, with this guy Sirianni or um, Shanahan. You know, because look, they're they're gonna. You know, you could pencil them in for twelve wins easy every year, and you know they get they have deep playoff runs. Mm-hmm. You know, they both got it because he took you know chicken salad out of you know what. I mean. I, I like Rob Salah. I mean, come on. And I hate to – I know I keep coming on here banging on Salah, and, and, it, and it pains me to do so because I was happy when they hired him. But, I mean, at certain points, he sounds like a babbling idiot. And the whole point is that everything that is – everything that he's going to accomplish is based on Aaron Rodgers coming to save the franchise. I can't give you the, 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 the best coach when you look in net before you had somebody who, like, took control of your whole team. Come on, man. <laughs> well, I hear what you're saying, Booth, and thanks for the phone call. But, you know, look, it's it's, it's uh, Gordon, coaches, if you don't have talent, you're not winning. No. And in and in the NFL, you know, I mean, Andy Reid is an outstanding coach, Gordon. Outstanding. But until he got to Kansas City, they were killing him for not being able to win. Yep. And he's a great coach. He coached circles around more than half the league. 
So it's really it's it's especially with football, man. Especially with football, you if you don't have the quarterback, you're not winning. You are not winning. And and the coach of the year is always the guy who is the coach of the team that surprised us. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So it's not going to be uh, I'm just looking at the list of guys. It, it, it's not the, 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 the Hall of Fame coaches yeah. that you think it is. Andy Reid has not won one since he left Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel's won one. Kevin Stefanski of the Browns has won ones. Matt Nagy won one year when he was in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's really just about the team that surprises. But I think you got to win the division. Yep. I think you got to be in that conversation 12, 11, 12, yeah. 13 wins. And, yeah. it, and a lot of times it's, it's like what makes a good story as well. And if the exactly. Jets are really good this year, they will be a really good story. They got to win the Super Bowl for him to get that coach of the year, in my opinion. Got to win the Super Bowl, otherwise they're not getting it.